Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. NBC and Arid Cream Deodorant present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. It's tough to be left out. Yes, ask any serviceman how it feels when the mail is being distributed to discover you've drawn a blank. A letter from home at mail call provides the greatest lift in the daily life of a serviceman. The comfort and reassurance of a letter are proof that they are remembered and still belong, even though they are hundreds or even thousands of miles from home. There are more than a million Americans now serving in our armed forces overseas, and more than two million in training in the United States, but away from home for the first time. The USO, through its clubs and camp shows, goes around the world with our servicemen and knows at first hand that direct contact with home through frequent friendly letters is more important than ever to today's men in uniform. The USO and the U.S. Department of Defense emphasize they do not encourage letter writing to strangers. But if you haven't written this week to that friend or relative, do so now. Believe me, your letter will be appreciated. How would you like to be riding along in an admiral's private limousine with a lieutenant for a chauffeur on your way to a shipyard to show the Navy how to build submarines and battleships by gluing them together? It sounds ridiculous, and it probably is, but it's the sort of thing that could happen only to Fibber, McGee, and Molly. How much further is it, Lieutenant? He can't hear you, McGee. Not with that plate glass partition between the front and back seat. Oh. Lieutenant! Yes, sir? I said, is it much further away? Yes, sir, a lovely day. I'm sorry Admiral Rose couldn't have made the trip with us. No, I said... Well, he was detained. He'll meet us out there. Ah, for the... A very serious matter. Somebody started a rumor that the Admiral was seen nightclubbing with Lolita Lolita. You know that dancer they call South America's answer to the H-bomb? Yes, I've heard of her. Well, the rumor isn't true. So he's appearing before the investigating committee to clear it up. Investigating committee? His wife and mother-in-law. They just got back in town. Mrs. Rose was very upset. All I asked was how much further to the shipyard. I'm not interested in the War of the Roses. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I misunderstood. It won't be more than another half hour if we can maintain our present speed of 70 knots, sir. Knots? That's Navy talk for miles, Molly. Yes, miles per hour to be exact. Well, carry on, Lieutenant. Maintain present speed dead ahead. Maintain it in knots, Lieutenant. Aye, aye, sir. This test at the shipyards was called for 1,300. With all them guys waiting for me in one room, it must be getting a little stuffy. I beg your pardon, sir. I uh... said with 1,300 guys waiting in one room... Oh, no, McGee. 1,300 is not people. What do you mean, not people? You don't think the Navy called us all the way to Philadelphia to demonstrate this steel cement of mine to 1,300 sea lines, do you? (laughs) They better be people if they... No, McGee. When they call the test for 1,300, that means it's called for 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I know it's called for 1 o'clock, Molly. I also know it's almost 1,230 now. That's what I say. I don't want to keep all them guys penned up in one room any longer than... Yes, Lieutenant, you wish to say something? I merely wanted to amplify the lady's remarks, sir. You see, 1300 is the Navy method of telling time, sir. 1100 is 11 o'clock, 1200 is 12 o'clock, and 1300 is 1 p.m., sir. You see, I told you you wouldn't need your megaphone. He won't need his megaphone, will he, Lieutenant? Oh, no, ma'am. 
There'll only be six or eight people there. With that big, loud voice Mr. McGee has, he should manage... You may close the glass now, Lieutenant. Maintain present course. Full speed ahead. Carry on. Uh, yes, sir. Aye, sir. You're telling me how to tell time. <laughs> I probably know more about the Navy than he does. There certainly is a lot I don't understand about it, all right. I wouldn't know the right side of a ship from the left side or the left side from the top side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it is a bit confusing to a land grubber, my dear. Yes, it is, lubber. It's quite simple when you understand it, though. You see, in the Navy, we don't have any right side and left side. We call the left side port and the right side sherry. Oh, Uncle Dennis used to love the Navy. I wish he could see us now, rolling along in an admiral's car on our way to meet a lot of Navy bronze. (laughs) Brass, kiddo. Brass. They call the officers the high brass. Admirals, even? I thought when the brass got that high, it was bronze. You got a point. Oh, I'm so excited about all this, McGee. Say, how do you speak to an admiral, anyhow? Do I call him your highness, or, or just your honor, or maybe your admiralty? I've never... You better just smile and leave the talking to me, Molly. You're the lad who can do it. I can meet these big shots right on their own level. I'll talk their own language to them. Mm-hmm. I got a few notes wrote out here that I'll deliver like a sort of a greeting to him, you see. Kind of put the admiral at ease. Here, I'll show you what I mean. Oh, Lieutenant! Yes, sir? I'm just explaining Navy language to my wife here. I'm going to read her my greeting to the admiral. You might listen and translate it for her. She don't understand Navy talk. Very well, sir. Now, you see, Molly, when I walk in there, the Admiral will stand up to be presented to me, you see, and I'll say, Avast, ye swab, stow the scuttle at ease. What does that mean, Lieutenant? That's your greeting to the Admiral, sir? You may translate, Lieutenant. Well, roughly, sir, you have just said to the highest-ranking officer at the yard, Lay off, you jerk. Shut up and sit down. Oh, <laughs> fine. Well, okay, I'll just say hi, fellas. Well, carry on, Lieutenant. Full speed ahead. Carry on. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Don't be half safe. Now you can have dry, sweet underarms, even on hot, sticky days, with the super effective hot weather deodorant. Yes, here is a vanishing cream deodorant that gives you a new kind of protection from perspiration and odor. Rubbed in protection. You rub it in, rub perspiration out. Doctors test prove that nothing else takes the place of Arid's rubbed in protection. Arid contains the new active ingredient Perstop, so it's an antiperspirant. Rubbed in daily, it prevents appearance of perspiration. Keeps underarms dry, saves clothes from perspiration stains. Gives you one and a half times the protection of any other leading deodorant. It removes all odor from perspiration instantly on contact. So soft and creamy, this pure white vanishing cream is safe for fabrics, does not rot dresses. Remember, Arid with Perstop gives you rubbed-in protection. Rub it in, rub perspiration out. Used daily, it keeps underarms dry and odorless, soft, sweet, and moisture-free. Get Arid, 43 cents plus tax. Don't be half-safe. Use Arid to be sure. You see, looking back here, kiddo, the lieutenant, I mean. No, dearie, why? <laughs> Look what I just found here in the back seat of the admiral's car. What is that thing? Shh, keep your voice down. It's a radio telephone. You know, just like the one Doc Gamble's got in his car. What's the big secret? I'm sure the lieutenant knows it's there. He drives the admiral's car all the time. Sure, but what he doesn't know is that I'm going to call Doc Gamble up on this thing back in Whistle Vista. What? Here's my chance to get back at old Doc for all those times I said, What do you got, fatso? And he said a telephone in my car. Now, I've got one, too, and I'm Now, wait a minute, dearie. 
I wouldn't fool with that thing if I were you. She's at the Louis. Uh, yes, Lieutenant, all solved. Uh, was there something you wanted? We're almost there, sir. Another four or five minutes. Oh, fine. Would you mind shutting that glass partition between us and you? There's a draft back here. Oh, not at all, sir. Sorry, sir. Full speed ahead. Avast. Carry on. Okay, kiddo, you can get up now. Get up? I slipped that telephone under you when we hit that last bump. There's no telephone under me. What? Oh, there it is behind you. I missed. Keep your eye on the lieutenant, will you? It's okay. Hello, operator. I'd like to put a call through to Wistful Vista. Dr. George Gamble. Vista 4793. That's right. Yeah, official medical business. I'll wait. What? Oh, fine, oh, fine. The water was a little choppy yesterday, though. What was that all about? She thinks I'm the admiral. I guess we got a direct line to his personal office. Hello? Oh, I got him, kiddo. I got him. Really? Move over. Let me listen. Boy, is this what I call service. Hello? Hello? It's Dr. Gamble speaking. Heavenly days. Isn't this amazing? Hello? Did you say Admiral Rose is calling, operator? That's right, Fatso. From my own personal car. McGee, is that you? Hello, doctor. How are you? Fine, my dear. What's all this about Admiral Rose calling? We're in his private car. What do you think of that, Tank Tummy? I got ourselves an Admiral's car, a lieutenant for a chauffeur, and something you can never say I've never had anymore, my own private backseat telephone. Is McGee actually calling from an Admiral's car, Molly? Yes, we are, Doctor. We're on our way to the shipyards, and himself just couldn't resist calling you on the Admiral's phone. (laughs) Well, your word I'll take, Molly, but how in the world... Let me talk to him, Molly. Let me talk. How do you like these apples, Lard Bucket? You jealous? No, just confused is all. I don't know how you ever got an admiral to agree to let you use his phone. Well, you see the way this thing happened, Doctor. The admiral couldn't... Couldn't turn me down because he happens to be a personal friend of mine. Very close. He'd give me the tattoo off his chest if I asked him for it. Ain't that right, Admiral? Beg your pardon, sir? I said, ain't that right, Admiral? My skeptical friend don't believe I know... Oh, hello, hello. Sorry, you have the wrong number. Nobody in this car named Eunice Petrosky. Put the phone away, my dear, and if it rings again, we'll just ignore it. After all, that's a government phone, and... If you two will get out of the car, please. Oh, gee whiz, Lieutenant. We, we didn't know it was against regulations to call our friends on the Admiral's phone. The reason he wants us to get out of the car is because we're here, McGee. See the sign? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hull Shipyard. Sure. Submarine Construction Center. Boy, oh, boy. Sure is a big place, isn't it? And look at that great big fence around it. Wow. So that's why they call it a shipyard. That big fence... The security officer will be with us in a minute, sir. We leave the car here and walk through. Aye, aye, Lieutenant. Uh, What time is it? 12.50. Ten minutes to spare, sir. The Admiral is a stickler for promptness. (laughs) If I'd been delayed and gotten you here two minutes late, I'd be on my way to the Arctic by tomorrow, sir. Well, help me gather up my stuff, Molly. This is it. If I don't make a million dollars out of this... Hey, I think you brought an awful lot of stuff you're not going to need, McGee. What are all these bundles, anyhow? Here's my megaphone. Oh, I don't need that. No, leave it here box of chalk in case I want to give him a chalk talk. We have an excellent briefing room, sir. We can supply... Leave the chalk here. Package of sandwiches. This may take all afternoon. Lunch will be served, sir. Good. Leave the sandwiches. My raincoat and umbrella. The sun is shining. Mm. Look, McGee, all you really need to take into this meeting is your pot of glue and the formula for making it, right? Well, I guess you're right. They're both in your briefcase, so grab the briefcase and let's get in. Briefcase? Uh, Briefcase? Oh, oh, the briefcase. Yes. (laughs) Well, what do you know... That seems to be the only thing I didn't bring along. What? Back at the hotel, on the dresser. Should be cool this summer in the Arctic, I guess. Tell the Admiral to stand by, bud. Man the wheel, Lieutenant. Reverse course. Full speed backwards to the hotel. Carry on. (laughs) 
Fibber and Molly will be right back. This is Eddie Cantor. And if I may, I'd like to take a moment here to remind you about my weekly show business show. Every Thursday evening on most of the same NBC radio stations, I open my memory book and take a look into the world of show people. Not only do I talk about the great and wonderful old-timers in show business, I also tell you the intimate stories that surround the stars of today. And you'll hear some of their famous recordings, too. Recordings from the early 1900s and recordings from this very year. For old and new alike, combined to make show business your business. And so I like to tell you about their lives, and I do, during my weekly show business show. Won't you listen every week on the NBC radio network? This is Eddie Cantor reminding you and hoping you'll be in the audience. So I explained the whole thing to him on the phone, and we're going out to the shipyards again tomorrow to run off the tests on my glue. What did the admiral say? Or can you repeat it to a lady? Oh, he was very dignified about the whole thing. Uh -huh. In fact, he said he'd like to have me on one of his ships right now, walking the deck for him. Is that what he said, walking the deck? I believe he said he'd like to have me walking the plank, but that's what a deck's made out of, planks. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> NBC and Arid Cream Deodorant have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Bob Bruce as the lieutenant. Tomorrow, the shipyard tests Mr. McGee's wonderful new cement by gluing two huge steel plates together. The results are guaranteed to amaze you. This is John Wall saying don't forget to listen tomorrow night to Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Hearing Time brings you the Senate Committee hearings tonight on the NBC Radio Network.